You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, let's start the insanity. Oh boy, and just like that, a special season comes to an end, uh, an especially obnoxious end, but an end nonetheless, uh, 31 to 26, the Buccaneers over the Packers, and so it is Tampa Bay, not Green Bay, who will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Everything is stupid, we hate our lives, but uh, we are here to uh, provide some audio entertainment for you, find people to help you, uh, you know, cope and get on with your, get on with your week, and and hopefully we can do that for you. Um, I am Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC Pod. We are two Schlitz to the wind, really six or seven Schlitz to the wind, maybe at this point um, on our rapid recap show, the game ending uh, maybe a half hour ago, and I'm joined. We got a twofer here because let's just up the sad as much as possible. First, it is uh, Tex Western. Per usual, how are you doing, man? Um, not not so good, man. That was that was a rough one, and <laughs> not you know, great, Bob. Exactly. Yeah. No. When when this team went down 18, um, I, I was I was the one out there saying, look, you know, the 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 things that have happened here are weird, and if they turn it around, it, there there was time. Um, I still felt good about them getting back in this game and and finding a way to to advance to the Super Bowl. And um, yeah, just some crazy shit down the stretch that uh, just really, you know, brings a brings a sad ending to this team that I know we talked about last week has been so much fun to watch all season long. Yeah, there's a sad ending indeed. There's a tear in my beer and let's hand it over now uh, to the third party here joining us. Uh, over the uh, phone, Skype, television, magic machine, it is uh, Alex Patakis you know, hiding in a bedroom in Brooklyn, I believe, uh, after a sad Packers party. How are you, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not great, man. <laughs> really dejected. Um, a little. Bit, I, I don't have my voice, as you probably are able to tell. There's a lot of screaming. But um, yeah, I mean, what do you say? I don't know. I have got nothing to add <laughs> to yeah. what Jack said. Just absolutely gut wrenching for a million different reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's it's I I find this. I don't know about you guys, but this one prisoner of the moment. Whatever. Maybe it's Brady. Maybe it's uh, uh, you know just the fact that you know this team is really good. But this one is way harder to move past than maybe not Seattle. But I mean, like the Packers were clearly the worst team in the past two NFC Championships games. And uh, yeah. Um, this one, I don't know that I can say that, which makes it a lot more difficult for me to just kind of like move on and be like, all right, I'll watch the AFC game. And then, you know, just like move on with my life. <laughs> we, we got air in the game at home. Like that, that it, it felt like that was the, that was 
the this going to be the deciding factor, right? And um, yeah, for for this to go down the way it did, with you know a lot of weird shit happening, um, a lot of self inflicted wounds, a lot of opportunities that they the Packers just fundamentally didn't take advantage of. Um, and yeah, to your point, coming in knowing that that they were the best team in the NFC and. Um, unlike the last two attempts in at this round of the playoffs, that's what hurts the most, I think. Yeah. Um, if we want to get into the game itself uh, a little bit, you mentioned uh, inexplicable things and, and self-inflicted wounds. I mean, the the touchdown uh, to end the half uh, from from Tampa Bay. I mean, Mike Patton inexplicably has Savage playing on the line of scrimmage. Um, how do you, how do you not run quarters just to the goal line on that play? Like, why is Kevin King playing? Uh, uh, why are you running like a cover one or a cover three, whichever that was? I don't understand how you're not playing two deep safeties when you know they're going to be throwing the ball to to the goal line. My ultimate fantasy is that um, Le- Patton is in a room with Lafleur this very moment, five five p.m. Mountain Time Sunday afternoon, being being fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i think it needs to happen i mean to texas point like uh, the only uh, we always talk about like video games but like no one would call cover one or cover like it's just that that to me was inexcusable and there was a million other things that happened in this game that i think the packers maybe you know if like one of them goes their way they could have overcome but that one i am having i'm having a harder time with that than i am with like the bostic onside kick i, I don't know why but it's just like the, the, there's the percentage chances of that happening are so low. And we're a fan base that witnessed a couple of really important Hail Marys. Like maybe this is just like getting even or something like we're being punished for that. But like I, I that that to me is like a, something that can be avoided simply by the play call, you know, not by anything else that happened on that play other than just the way you line up and what your call is. And that I I'm, it's going to take a long time for me to be okay with that. So like, yeah, I mean, I feel like hopefully that is the end of, end of Mike Patton. I, I think we're, I think we've seen the end of Will Redmond too. Um, how do you, how do you drop that pick? Yeah. What, two plays or th- two or three plays earlier. Um, I mean that, that duck from Brady. Um, I, I, I saw that go up and I'm like, Oh, we've got this. We're, some, you know, safety's coming over and, and is going to pick this off and we're, we're out of danger. And then I, 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 I don't understand how he misjudged that ball that badly and, and wasn't able to haul that in. And yeah, that's your seven points. That's uh, another thing that is going to be so, is so annoying. I'm preemptively annoyed because I know that the narrative now, uh, the sort of uh, the mainstream talk radio sports radio narrative is Brady beats Rogers. And then you've got the whole like goat conversation. I don't really care about any of that, but, I, I Tom do Brady care. played like shit for he a lot of He played like shit for most of the, he almost had four interceptions in this game, but he's the greatest of all time. So his, his biggest plays came on a ball that Darnell Savage got a finger on that Chris Godwin bobbles and somehow hauls into his chest. What a catch down the middle. What a catch. Tr- tremendous catch, but you know, recreate one of those plays, right. That, that has gone against the Packers in these games. And then that play where, you know, Mike Pettin inexplicably, you know, call, has one deep safety. Th- those were really his his only two plays. I mean, the 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 Bucks receivers dropped a couple big passes, 
But a um, couple of those, too, were bad throws from Brady. The one that Evans, uh, that Mike Evans went ahead, had go off his hands that went for the Jair Alexander pick in the red zone, that was a, a very high, um, inaccurate throw from Brady that, um, you know, that, that was a really tough catch. Yeah. So, no, Brady Brady played like crap for most of this game. And, yeah, I agree. That's going to be the narrative. Um, and And the fact that the Packers could not, convert on some of those turnovers more as much as anything, including the, that score at the end of the first half is going to be what frustrates me for a long time. Are we, uh, are we, are we ready to move on from JK Scott too? <laughs> Honestly, JK had a couple of nice punts. He had a couple of nice punts, but I was, uh, and he had one bad one. Yeah. One bad one early, but then actually when, when they needed him late, when the offense didn't convert, he had a couple of 50 yarders that, uh, actually worked out. So, um, the whatever. <laughs> well, Alex, you and I were texting during the game. You and I were texting during the game with uh, with Ben Foldy, and and I said something like, "JK is proving himself to be an inconsistent punter." And if you're an inconsistent punter, then you're basically a bad punter because you can't be counted on. All it is just one of those. You're a specialist. You're supposed to be especially good at your special task, but I don't, this is like where where I'm already in the weeds. Like who's the one person I can, one obscure player I can blame. Will Redmond. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I agree with tax. I mean, I think that that, you know, that just seemed at the time a dropped interception, like such a innocuous play, but it ended up being such a huge, you know, um, factor in this game. But in general though, I I think while we're talking about text that we were sending, like, uh, J.K. Scott included in this, but like the Packers special teams oh. can very frequently be counted on to, you know, when like things are going right. I mean, as the Packers scored in the second half and kind of got the momentum going and you thought like, OK, this is kind of where it starts. And then they give up a return to what was it like the 38 or 40 yard line? Like, like yeah, midfield. That, I mean, you know, those things like I'm, I'm not trying to dwell on that because there's so many things you could dwell on in this game, but I forget exactly what your text said, Zach, but it was like spot on. I mean, it's like, it's like clockwork, like the Packers, like steal some momentum back and the special teams just like completely lets it slip through their fingers. Um, that like as a unit, I mean, more than just JK's leg, I think is, is something to be, you know, examined and it's, it's been a theme for years. My exact text, (laughs) my exact text uh, to you guys was it wouldn't be an important green Bay touchdown without giving up a huge return on the ensuing kickoff, like fucking clockwork. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We talked about it last week. It happened in the Rams game um, with that, with that one touchdown. uh, I think it was the Lazard touchdown or the other one in the second half, but yeah, same thing. And uh, pulled it right out to the 40 yard line. And Oh gosh, Menenga's gone. As far as I'm concerned, um, you know, the the only thing that worries me is the 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 possibility that there's like a a slim slim chance that the defense coming up with some big picks in the second half is is, is there Patton? any chance that Petten comes back? Yeah, mm. I, oh, I I you know I I don't think so. So and I. I feel like, and maybe I'm reading way too far into this, but like for some of the things that LaFleur has said in different press conferences and also just some of the things that you can, like some of the backbreaking plays, like he feels this, yeah. right? Like he knows how much certain th- like things that might, like certain decisions that Mike Patton has made have hurt them. 
I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being like way too optimistic about that, but I, I feel like he very much understands the pressure that is on Patton right now. And I mean, I don't like, how do you go back and watch the all 22 of the end of that first half and think like, I'm okay with, you know, the play that was sent onto the field. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I I don't think that those Jair Alexander plays are enough to save him. Yeah, you know it took a Brady overthrow, and Jair's. I mean, he's been so great, and those were two huge plays. But like, it, it's not like I, I don't know. I it, it's not like anything that Petten called in that scenario kind of created that confusion and created those turnovers. In my opinion, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the 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 only. The only possible thing that you can give Penton any credit for, I think, was sending Savage on the blitz on the last pick. Um, that was that was a nice call, but um, yeah, I mean that that's that's the only thing that you've got. I think that's probably far outweighed by um, just the general general performance of this defense, and especially like you said at the at the end of the first half. Yeah, and Alex, to your point, uh, I don't think you have to read into the tea leaves very hard to you know to look back on some of those Matt LaFleur press conferences and, and really understand that Patton was you know maybe hot seat is strong but I feel like Matt LaFleur had a lot of pointed words throughout the season uh, right. whenever whenever something went catastrophically wrong from a coaching perspective on the defense he went to the podium was asked about the coordinator and had pointed words point blank yeah yeah, because it, it's not like we're like reading into this because we want the guy out. I mean, it, they've been very obvious glaring errors. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been impossible for him not to address them. So I think as you're looking back on two, 13 and three seasons, and, I, you know, I, maybe Matt LaFleur's first point of reflection is going to be, you know, we had two interceptions from, you know, Brady threw three picks. We didn't capitalize on them, really. Um, and maybe maybe he thinks like that's on me, but it. I, I don't think so. I think he realizes, I think he's going to come to the, you know, the, the realization that like, it's just time for a scheme change. And I, it's, it's been so weird because I think for a really long time on this Packers defense, we felt like they put a lot of young players into big spots and maybe they don't have the talent. I don't believe that anymore. You know, I, I actually think they do have the talent, you know, where they can just, I, I, I you know, win one-on-one match. I think it's like a lot of their breakdowns are scheme breakdowns. And maybe that's not the case for Darnell Savage missing, you know, that deflection that ends up in a huge Chris Godwin play. But man, it's, it's I don't know. I, I just think that this is like a unique time in Packers defense where you feel like they should actually be better than the way they're performing based on the talent that they have. Cause they've finally accumulated a decent amount of talent. Yeah, I mean, we it, that goes back to something we had talked about recently about how this this team, you know, talent on the field felt like it was right there with like the Rams defense last week. Um, you go you go up and down the roster, you know, just looking at the players, and you know, you can match up the the, the Packers defense pretty damn well with with the Rams, and it comes down to execution and and scheme, and and that's yeah, that starts and ends with Petten, so. Yeah. Well, the the Packers do get the three interceptions as we've just been talking about. They only can uh, get, I believe, it was three points off of three interceptions, which feels uh, was it six points? Yeah, they got the touchdown bef- uh, before the miss p uh, the miss two pointer on that after that first one. But, gotcha. but 
but still three, yeah, three picks you got you got to do better yeah you got to do better than that text what went wrong on those possessions i i don't even it, it, it's tough to sell i mean I, actually now that thinking back on it it's probably not it's the fact that the the offensive line kind of broke down um now that I'm thinking through it, um, you know, that's where they really missed David Bakhtiari yeah. was against, you know, elite edge rushers. Once again, um, you know, they kind of killed him down the stretch in this game. And I, I know there was at least one sack in, in one or two of those drives. And, um, you know, and I think you also saw a function of the Packers not being able to establish the play action passing game and having to rely on the drop back game, which, you know, we've we've seen they're so effective when they can use the play fake um, and when they have to get away from that. And and when other teams just can can bring their pass rushers without having to worry about that, uh, that's when the Packers start to break down a little bit. So I think that was that was part of the issue is really not having a threat of the run. And, and with Aaron Jones out after taking that injury in the, the end of the or the early in the second half. Yeah, uh, Billy Turner, man, he got he got manhandled a bunch in this game. And you could almost see there was a certain point where uh, a couple series where he had given up a couple pressures and and I believe a sack or two. And you could just see that he was starting to get jumpy to the point um, that, I mean, if the refs were calling anything aside from the end of the game, they would have called him for a false start maybe like three or four times. He was yeah. just off of his game. Yeah. So to, to that point, though, and to Texas point about I, I, mean, I completely agree. I think the game changed with uh, the pressure that. Tampa Bay was able to generate. And I think Turner was, you know, just kind of overmatched with JPP. But um, I, I did think that one of the, you know, the t- one of the points of the game that made me feel the most comfortable and that made me think like, okay, we're in good hands. Like we have a coach who really understands this game is that drive where the Packers went methodically down the field and also ran the ball a lot to, and specifically like running to the edge to neutralize the ends. Uh, Cause it was clear that they were losing discipline. Like, I don't really think this is a conversation for today. And, uh, you know, I think there's, again, so many other issues for this game. But late in the game, it was still a close game. The Packers very clearly got away from, I think, like their entire playbook and started playing a very specific brand of offense where Aaron Rodgers is going to have to make things happen. I'm wondering what you guys think about that, because I actually thought that when the Packers started to go to the perimeter run game, Aaron Jones is knocked out of the game, but they kind of did that with Jamal Williams. It helped their you know, I think it helped their offensive line a lot and it wasn't enough of a blowout for me to feel like they had to completely abandon that. And I don't know if I'm just being really nitpicky with play calling or not. No, I, I agree. And, and Tex, I'm curious for your thoughts, but it did seem like they stumbled upon that, that they sort of, their hand was forced and they stumbled upon a formula that did start to work later in that game. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, you know, especially in those last couple drives after the, those picks, I mean, that's a one score game. You can use the run game at that point. And, um, you know, we, we had, I feel like some of us had talked about, you know, the wide zone, maybe not being a great option against this team, given the speed at linebacker, but it was, it was working. There were a couple of those toss plays in early in the second half that, you know, they picked up eight or nine yards. Um, and you've seen Dylan starting to come into his own a little bit over, you know, the last month and a half. Um, I think he only ended up with three carries today. Um, yeah, it, it, and a couple of those carries that he did have were, were tremendous. There's the one where he gets stopped at the line of scrimmage and then just keeps his legs turning and, and drags three players for about a seven yard gain. 
um, why you didn't go to that a little bit more um, there and then in the red zone on the two drives that they ended up kicking field goals. Um, you know, there was the one drive with the three straight shots to Adams. Um, you know, the first one that he kind of drops that the throw looked like it was a little outside. Um, I, I, I think you can put that one kind of 50 50 on, on Adams and Rogers, but you know, there, there wasn't a single run attempt on either of those goal to go series, which I think is also a, a strange, um, a, a strange trend from, uh, from LaFleur, uh, given how much he likes the run game. I, I do wonder, um, I wasn't uh, listening intently on on some of those goal line uh, those goal line possessions texts that you're talking about, but you know Rogers has the option to can the play, go to a pass, and so maybe yeah. there were runs called yeah. and he switches to the pass. I mean, one series comes to mind where it was three straight incompletions to Devonte Adams. Yeah, and now that you mention it, they they did mention um, I think on on the one where he kind of threw it right over Lazard's head that they called that, that they noted on the broadcast that that was an RPO that he kind of that he pulled down and threw. So, so to your point, um, you know, maybe that was, maybe Rogers was getting a little jumpy or saw something that he really liked and, um, and just wasn't on the same page, but yeah, regardless, um, it did feel like at, at times that that was a place where they were finding a little bit of room. And, and if they had really tried to use that a little more, maybe they could have gotten back to the play action game a little bit more, um, and, and made that a little bit more effective. Yeah, and Alex, I feel like you'll appreciate this, but uh, peek behind the curtain, uh, <laughs> text. You just sent me a DM uh, as uh, Peter Bukowski is tracking uh, post game press conferences on Twitter, and he says Lafleur practically laughed when he was asked about Scotty Miller touchdown coverage call. In case you're wondering about Mike Pettin's future, <laughs> he, he gone. Yeah, he's so fired, man. I just why does it. Why does it always take a gutting loss uh, in the NFC Championship game to change our defensive coordinator? Oh, man. <laughs> Feels like that anyway. And I tweeted out something um, in the middle of the game. I said something like, you know, we're, we're very privileged to uh, get to watch such a great team. But also, is there any team, is there any fan base over the last, specifically decade, the last 10 years that has... Um, so often just had their heart ripped out for everyone to see in an elimination game on national TV. Some, some uh, Vikings fan tried to get at me on Twitter and say that, uh, that Minnesota, they, they have it worse. And I just, you gotta, you gotta be far in the playoffs consistently to have that kind of heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you have to uh, be good to begin with, <laughs> yeah. which, uh, yeah. Well, they're good sometimes, but that's not the same thing. The only the only other thing I could throw out there might be Atlanta, just with with the Super Bowl a couple of years ago um, and a couple of the 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 leads that they've blown over the years. But even them, I mean, you know, there that was that was the big one. Um, we've had we've had any number of these these instances, and again, yeah. I mean, this was another another instance of the Packers defense giving up thirty plus points in a playoff game, um, and. You know how many how many more times are we going to have to to see this with with Rogers? It yeah. just, oh, my, my my heart breaks for the guy at this point. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of how many times do we have to see this? Um, as I'm sort of running out of topics here, but I, I do uh, I do recall Alex you saying something before we hit record about um, it just being kind of sad that like maybe this is Aaron Jones last game with the Packers and his last yeah. play would have then been a fumble where he got injured uh, to go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Again, like mm. so many plays, if you could take one play back, I don't know which one. I mean, I do know which one I would take. I would take the touchdown <laughs> to Miller at the end of the half. But <laughs> I mean, to, to then come uh, in the second half and have that be the way you started, um, you know, it felt kind of like the regular season Tampa game where it's just like, you know, it takes just like, like, are you kidding me? Like, how you know, it's just like this, this can't be. But I mean, it, it's going to break my heart that I feel like the Packers really drafted a unbelievable, like, like first round talent late in the draft, got the most out of him. But the way that his Packers career is going to end, maybe, um, is going to be on a play where he gets injured and turns the ball over that leads to a direct score where the Packers weren't even competitive on the following play on the touchdown to Bray. Like that's gut wrenching, man. <laughs> you know, um, that, that breaks my heart. And I don't know, you know, I don't think the Packers are going to wait, you know, put this game, uh, like this game's not going to weigh that much in terms of like their decisions that they make in the long term with Aaron Jones. But it does feel like to me, you know, given Dylan's involvement, um, you know, given how, they have no issue working backs in and arguably maybe didn't even use Jones uh, enough at certain times during his tenure in Green Bay that, you know, he's just an, exp- he just feels expendable now. Um, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but um, yeah, man, that's, that just sucks. Like that's a, that's a really tough way to go out. Yeah. They've got so many tough decisions this off season now. Right. Like, you know, between Jones, Lindsley, um, well, I think Kevin King might have made their decision easy after today <laughs> on that one. But uh, the with with the cap being what it is, I mean, that's that's the other thing that makes this that much that much worse is um, we have no idea what this team is going to look like next year. Yeah. And and if the the overall quality of this team is is going to be, you know, com- competitive to the level that that they were this year. So that's that's I think you know not just that they they missed out on this opportunity, but that there's a very good chance that this was their last really really great opportunity to to get Rodgers that second ring. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that uh, Aaron Rodgers has talked about frequently over the years, especially at the end of the season. Just you know that that last game you lose and. And that's it for you and that specific team. Every team is different and it's going to look different next year. And, you know, for us as fans, that's one thing for Rogers as a player and with the coaches, that's a totally other thing because those are your coworkers basically. And it, it changes every year. And we have sadly reached that point this year for this team. I was, I was not ready for the off season to start yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> if I can pour some, uh, some, some salt on the wound, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might as well at this point. Yeah. Um, something that I did want to uh, touch on here, and I'm sure we'll maybe hit it during the week too, but uh, Ted Thompson passed away this week. And yeah. I just, just the, the small part of me that feels that like something spiritual does exist um, thought that the Packers were going to win one for Ted. And the fact that it didn't happen, it's just like Ted Thompson is such an integral part of why I'm a Packers fan today. Um, it's like, his tenure and experience with the team totally lines up with, you know, I'm 36 years old. So that's like, he's been involved. He was involved with the Packers for most of my, uh, most of my, my, uh, my development into Packers fandom. And I just thought they were going to win one for Ted. And so it's like an extra layer of sad on, on top of it. I don't know how you guys feel. No, I completely agree. Um, 
it was that was a gut wrenching day on Thursday when we found out about that news and and knowing that that Ted has had those those health issues over the last few years and that was you know really the reason why he had to step down from the the GM job. Um, you know he's meant so much to this organization for the last twenty five years, thirty years almost. So yeah, that was that was I, I was thinking about that a lot this week too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I think also, you know, not to harp on it, but to do it to, um, I, I think to lose the team they lost to, that was, uh, you know, there's, uh, man, there's something about the box that just feels like kind of cheap, you know, like you just add Brady to the mix now because there's no state income tax in Florida. And just cause it just like makes sense for him to retire down there or halfway retire. Um, I think that that's pretty heartbreaking, but, um, yeah, man. I mean, Ted's legacy is just Aaron. You know, Ted, Ted's legacy is however many years we get to um, just watch Aaron Rodgers play football. And there was a point in this game, too, that I think I was trying to really find positives when they were down 18. That, um, you know, because I, I kind of felt like it was over. You know, I wasn't really convinced they were going to get the defensive stops, and I was pleasantly surprised when I did. But um, just getting to watch Aaron Rodgers with nothing to lose late in that game. Um, was awesome. You know, <laughs> it's like Zach, we joke about it all the time. We say it every time on this podcast, but like, that was so cool, you know, and that's Ted, like Ted, the reason we were able to just watch one of the greatest quarterbacks who's ever lived, just play with nothing to lose. Um, you know, just improvising, uh, late in this game, um, with like, you know, <laughs> the stakes as high as they could possibly be. So, um, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I hear some people in the background, uh, Alex, shouting. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> assuming they're they're watching Kansas City Buffalo, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> they are. Uh, a game I might have interest in if things didn't go the way they did earlier. But at this point, I mean, <laughs> I do sometimes yep. feel like uh, getting to do this show, and especially um, this year as we've gotten to do it after each game, has actually really helped me process. Um, my feelings sort of more quickly and sort of get bounce back and, and get back to life. Although the Packers have mostly won. So maybe, maybe that's, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's an easy ask, but, um, when they have, uh, lost or something has been, uh, frustrating, I feel like, uh, getting to, you know, talk with, uh, talk with you guys and a few others who have joined us, um, over the season has, uh, you know, made me feel a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've, I've had the chance to do a number of these with you. And so it's, it's definitely, um, a little bit cathartic in, in instances like this. So I'm, uh, I'm right there with you. Shout out to, uh, Matub and John Meerdick. I think between, uh, those guys, Tex, you and Alex, I think that's everyone. If I'm, if I miss someone who was on the season and play, I'm, I don't know, guys, I'm like a couple tall cans in. <laughs> the 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 one other thing that I gotta ask about is we we haven't even touched on kicking the field goal. The yeah, the that's game. crazy that we <laughs> like all all of the. Uh, I don't I don't I, I I I have no no words to no no thoughts about that that I can articulate that uh, about why you would kick the field goal there instead of letting Rogers try to you know, try to, try to get that, that fourth shot at the end zone. Like that's on the floor. <laughs> and I wonder, um, 
uh, you know, they're doing their press conference right now. I wonder what he has to say about that. Yeah, I, I actually just saw it come across. He said it was having had three shots and coming away with no yards, um, knowing that they needed a two point conversion, and then essentially having four timeouts left with the two point conversion. That all of that was kind of what led him to to go for the the field goal. Yeah, I'm equally surprised that Rodgers didn't run it. Yeah. Well, and and he actually mentioned earlier tonight after the game that he he thought he might have he might have taken off, but he didn't because he thought that there was going to be a fourth opportunity to go for it. Uh, so maybe a little a bit of uh, collar pull, yeah, mis, <laughs> miscommunication there, or you know, not being on the same wavelength. I don't know that one. Uh, the they they had struggles again inside the ten yard line in this game, so. I think they finished two for four in the red zone uh, with those two drives. So I don't know how much of, of that from, you know, from, from failing earlier in the game, maybe played into LaFleur's thought process as well and, and sitting at what the seven or eight yard line, like they were, but um, yeah, that whole, that whole sequence just, I, I, I when when they brought Crosby out, I, I my brain just kind of shut down. Like I, I just <laughs> did not understand <laughs> what was going on. Tax reaches and what for the, the thought bourbon. Is. Yeah, pretty much. So, <laughs> Alex, what was your take when the when Crosby hit the field there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I I just think it's it was it was mostly surprising because it it was the opposite of what Lafleur has done all year. You know, this team has kind of made a reputation of the gold zone and how great that they were in that scenario and to. Uh, concede, I think, in that spot was just, yeah, just kind of like the opposite of everything that has happened this year. And if you know you need a touchdown anyway, um, I, I, yeah, man, I don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> I don't know. Because I, I keep thinking about the ESB drop on the two point conversion, how much that changes yeah. your decision making, like for the rest of the game. I mean, yeah. there's just like, there's so many things that we have we can't even cover in one podcast. Um, but in general, like your foot on the gas no break all year. Um, I just think that that, yeah, that was, that was a McCarthyan move, you know, like in a, in a very pivotal spot for, for the floor there. Ouch. McCarthyan move in a pivotal spot. <laughs> That's not what you want to do. <laughs> not where you want to be. Yeah. Well, well guys, I'm out of beer. I don't know. Uh, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess the off season has begun. <laughs> I guess so. <sighs> hey, so freedom on Super Bowl Sunday, you know? So we could, you know, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, freedom from emotional I involvement. Packer plans, but now I can do whatever. It says you could do some house projects, you know, in your new yep. home. You could do whatever, whatever your, whatever you had on your checklist. You can now, uh, you can now worry about that. Silver um, lining. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out if I'm even going to watch the game. Like it, it I, I'm sure I probably will, but like in the immediate aftermath of this, like, a large part of me wants to just not watch, especially because Tom Brady is involved. Oh, but you're going to have so much fun rooting against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I will. And I, I, I kind of hope that the bills win and that the bills come out and just absolutely obliterate Tom Brady for, for Buffalo's sake. Yeah. Like that would be, that would be, I'm, I'm fully on like team small market at this point. Let's do um, it. And, and yeah, looks like Buffalo is up nine to seven as we, uh, as we record right now. So, Let's go, Josh Allen. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think um, 
I think we're going to call it a, a podcast here um, as we officially sort of unceremoniously start the the off season and our off season content here as if I've got some kind of like big plan. I don't know. Or, you know, it's just it, it, the off season starts whenever it starts. You don't get to decide when it starts. And we're we are there and uh, we are going to be um, there for you guys out there in listener land all off season long. And, um, yeah, I I don't know, man, special season, sad the way it ended. I'm glad that we didn't talk about the referees. I'm going to, we're not going to talk about it. (laughs) We're just going to football things happened in the game. We can talk about that stuff. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Tex, any, uh, any closing words from you as we put this one to bed and crack open another beer? (laughs) No, I, I, I can't, I can't think of anything profound. It's just a, it's a sad night. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that uh, as many of these guys are are back as as we can get. But um, you know, we'll we'll see if they can run it back with Rogers next season. Yeah, I guess that's all. That's all I got. Alex, <laughs> thank you for uh, stowing away in a friend's bedroom to uh, to join us here. It's uh, it's been a special season. I'm glad you could uh, you could dial in for this uh, this last post gamer. Do you have any uh, any profound words, or are you just gonna crack one open? <laughs> I think I'm just going to crack one open. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I also just say, you know, anyone who I'm sure at some point, because places, big networks are going to be scraping for off season content. Uh, when you start to broach the conversation about, you know, championship game losses um, and whether or not that's like a black mark or a good thing, just use some common sense. <laughs> like, use, let's be real. Use some common sense. <laughs> Those are uh, yeah. fine words that nobody will abide by, but we'll say them, say them, <laughs> say them nonetheless. All right, guys, that's going to do it uh, for us. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening uh, all season long. We're going to be back in a couple days, and we're going to keep the train rolling and keep talking about the the Packers, even though we're sad. Even though we're sad. <laughs> Tex, you're leaning in. You got anything else? Nope. <laughs> all right, all right. We are uh, we're hitting this button. And uh, not that we are promoting binge drinking, but I'm going to have a couple more. (laughs) Later.